life, we make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Good evening and welcome to Things Worth Considering. We're a weekly talk show and we are all about understanding connections, uh, the ones we make, the ones we miss, and most importantly, how we connect to ourselves. Uh, hopefully that uh, Lexia and I will you know, give you uh, some interesting ideas, will entice you, empower you, and give you things worth considering. I'm Gordon Dow, your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Alexia Jojusis, naturopathic doctor extraordinaire in Toronto. I love uh, that you say that, Cord. Thank you. <laughs> I've been to that goals. one French class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are live. If you would like to join in on our conversation, you can do so toll free from anywhere in North America at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. So, this evening, our show is called Free Association. It's like the uh, idea in. Uh, uh, you know, when, when you're having a, a, you know, psychoanalytical session uh, and you start to talk and you just kind of flow and it just goes from here. You talk about your mother and I talk about cooking and that cooking's about the new house. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's kind of like free association. So, you know, the, the idea behind calling it that was talking about communication and that's how we connect to people and how we stop it. Uh, which is is very easy to do. Um, But I think we've all had the experience of knowing somebody that you just have that connection and you flow. You go into that moment of, you know, you're in the now, you're flowing, it's back and forth, and you feel totally connected to that person. It's easy? Yes, yes. Easy, it's it's not like, and it's not draining because I think that's the other piece is that It's it's, it's not a sense of, oh, this is very one-sided or it's like rambling on about nothing, which could be free association. But there's a, a sense of almost like, um, you know, what you said connected, but I feel it's almost replenishing. Oh, absolutely. It could be very energizing, but you know? there, could, yeah. there are those people that take the energy away from us. Yes. And that's where we feel tired and we feel drained. Yes. And, and that's that piece that we really want to be aware of, like, who who gives you energy, you know that that you know brings you up and, and and enlivens you, and then who is it in your life, or not just one person? I'm sure that when they leave, you're like, oh my god, I'm exhausted, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that's they don't even know they're doing it, but the energy is being no. sucked out of us. Right. I always you know? I always look at that as sometimes recognizing when. And I could be doing it too, but when I feel as if someone is not having a flow or a conversation, but it's more being talked at. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's like they're just on a and there's there's no pause, there's no interjection, there's no sort of question or listening. And and it's it's kind of really heavily weighted into one side. It's it's I always wonder, you know, how how can it keep going? Like they don't even stop to take a breath. 
You know, it's like they're they're drawing air in through their butt or something. You know, it's just like it's, they don't they don't breathe. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe they are. Who knows? I don't know. You know, I'm not a doctor, um, but it's uh, that's one of the things I would kind of wonder about. How do you do that without breathing? Um, when you know anyone who's creative, when you and we're all creative, when we do creative yes. things, whatever that is, whether it's your job, whether it's art or whatever, when you're in, in that creativity, that part of your brain, it just flows. Yeah. It's just there, you know, and it's energizing. That's, a, you know, I mean, that's really an important piece. Uh, when we're in the flow, we are not de-energized. Yes. And I think that that's a really important point because it's, it's recognizing it's a feeling and we're not th- we're not thinking, even though we may be using words, but it's as if we're accessing a different piece. It's as if you're playing music or dancing or drawing or painting or cooking. It could be anything creative, but yep. it, it's that sense of, again, freedom, really freedom. And, and it's, it's, not, um, it's not analyzed. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that everyone has a sense, perhaps, of what that flow is. But keeping it is very difficult, you know, of, of staying in that flow. A lot of what we do is very rote. A lot of our conversations with people are rote, you know, how are you? Fine. Mm-hmm. How was your night? Fine. You know, right. <laughs> uh, there's, there's so, you know, lack of information that's actually being exchanged there. But it's a pleasantry in English. Um, so what happens when there's like two people and there's something unspoken? they're not saying really where they're at. You know, that's the proverbial elephant in the room. Uh, I actually have here in my living room uh, some columns, right, between the living, mm-hmm. living room and mm-hmm. dining room. And on the top of one of them is an elephant. It's a big elephant. <laughs> and, and people come in and they go, oh, there's an elephant in your room. Great, talk to me about that. You know, right, right, sort of right. thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's more of a joke, but, you know, People, when there is an elephant in the room, which is something as unspoken, people just simply walk around it. Yes. You know, they, uh, uh, and no one says, there's an elephant in the room. That's why kids are fabulous. I love kids. They go, hey, look at that. There's a, you know, and they name it, you know, that elephant. The adults are all pretending it's not there. Yes. Because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to know. They don't, you know. We, we all have our issues around that kind of thing. But it's really important to know that, you know, um, when that is happening, when we have something between two people, um, that, you know, it, it really it strains the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. we, we become measured. Mm-hmm. We edit. There's a lot of editing going on. <clears throat> Those silences of thinking through. That's know. a really good way to describe it. And it's it's almost as if, it's a vigilance or um, being hyper conscious or cautious. And, it is. And very selective where I think, because I've, I've, I've experienced that, I think we all have, where sometimes you recognize that there's something here and you don't really want to dive into it. And so for me, I find there's an, a sense of feeling a little bit more constricted uh, in myself and, and often Absolutely. more sort of flat affect, 
Um, But I have met people that will go when they're uncomfortable, they'll go into overly humorous, over joking, over niceties, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are those, those defenses that we're going to talk about those in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At least I put some down uh, for us to look at. So the elephant symbolizes, you know, the proverbial elephant is, is what's not being said. And that brings us to our secrets. Hmm. You know, we uh, we all have things from our past that we guard against, you know, that we can never, you know, people can never know about this. We can never talk about it. That's our, our, our shame around stuff. That's our issue around whatever it could have been, you know, uh, and, it, and it doesn't matter. But secrets, uh, you know, is uh, it's like when we have a secret, we, we post a guard you know, sort of at the entry to it. And it yeah. it rotates around it. It goes around and around. And, and gradually, though, the guard, you know, he's kind of a bit of a pain in there. It took us. Uh, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. In okay. other words, all of what you want to say, as long as it doesn't talk about that, starts to become edited because the guard, like, has to guard that secret at all costs. Yeah. And yeah, so right. even saying it's a nice day becomes hugely problematic because it's almost like you can't speak yeah you know especially if it's someone that we're close to or or whatever uh you have had an affair on your you know in your partner do you think that's going to just allow you just to be <laughs> with your partner and playful not maybe for at long. first not for long not for very long <laughs> exactly no. the guard's going to take over the secret and and that sort of all that space that we're holding inside of our head. I mean, that's my that's my metaphor for it. You know. Oh, I like uh, it. I like the idea because it 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 gives a, a great visual of sort of what's happening with those you know parts of ourselves from the inside, absolutely. even if we're not really aware of it. But it's like there's a part of us that has to go into this mode of trying to protect and guard, as you said. It's like and and it will. It will just do what it can, but it's also exhausting. Oh, it's totally exhausting. It's very stressful. Well, you know? don't you remember even as a kid, you know, keeping something from your parents, for example? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Uh, that I was in the house, for instance. Uh, <laughs> hide me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, we did. And you would come home and it was like, how was school? Fine. Right. Why aren't you with your friend? Oh, they're busy. Uh, you know, and you're, you're just so, it's like what you're doing is sitting at home hoping that phone doesn't ring. <laughs> that's going to knock at the door. You know, you're going to be there. That's going to happen. That might reveal your secret. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they, they become more serious though, you know, as we, we go along, uh, it, this is, I, I think you, you made an important point here, and that is, this is an internal process. People don't know that. What they do see is you're not being yourself mm-hmm. as they know mm-hmm. you. you know? Right. And granted, we're different people to different people, you know, in terms of, of how that flows. But I also want to differentiate that there's a difference between our right to privacy and our secrets. That's a very important point, actually. Yeah, Very important. you know, the, the, our, our right to privacy is our, our right not to have to talk about or reveal parts, you know, like what's your medical history, by the way? Mm-hmm. It's like none of your business, you know, exactly. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's our privacy. 
And that's what, you know, certainly at the government's worldwide now is to try to protect, you know, for well, the most part, not everywhere, yes. citizens' privacies, you know, well, like around medical. especially with what's or, happening in the pandemic too, right? What's the, oh, sure. the line of sure. privacy go? Right. Around, right. you know, instead of it being something that has to be out, outwardly shared and it's your duty to share it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, that whole it's spin. not. No, it's of course not. not. You know, it's it's your. I think it's your your necessity to be considerate of others. You know, in terms of could you hurt somebody? You know, because you're you've got some infection of some sort, uh, and not know it. You know, but other other than that, you know, it's kind of like, right? You we we all have the rights to that privacy. Yes. Yes. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, but a secret is something that we've done. That. We we have so much shame around it. It's like the it's the essence secrets and the essence shame that we feel that if people knew about it, they would think less of us. Mm-hmm. That we would be judged. Of course, we're doing all that ourselves. <laughs> so we're exactly. actually just projecting it on other people, thinking that oh, they're going to do that. Uh, you know, secrets. Um, uh, you know, kids, some kids, especially boys, who are sexually abused. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That has to be a secret. It destroys mm-hmm. them. Well, and, you know, and well. girls too. I mean, it's not. It's every any child that, that you know. I, I know you and I both have seen this in practice, where someone has carried that shame and that secret of a violation that happened when they were younger, where the the little yeah. child thinks, "I, I, this is this is shameful. This is my fault. This is a secret." and the perpetrator may have said, this is a secret between us. This is our little secret. And this is our secret. And, you know, yeah. and it'll, you know, the whole story of, oh, it'll upset so-and-so if you tell them. So, you know, of course, it's very, it's preying on very vulnerable, innocent uh, people, right? Innocent Absolutely. children. Yeah. And so we grow up then holding those secrets, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's found out and, you know, uh, you know, there's some sort of intervention involved. But uh, whether it's authoritative or medical or whatever, but that's those are the kinds of secrets that are soul destroying. You know? Very much so. Very and, much so. And I think that people need to really, you know, ask themselves, you know, is your secret really that big of a secret? You know, none of us are that unique that you're the only person who's ever had this secret. You know, we, we all have secrets with, you know, been sexually touched or, or, you know, physically touched as a kid or, you know, we're secret drinkers, secret eater, secret yeah. sexer, gamblers, what whatever. It yeah, even, it doesn't matter. You know, even even secrets that are not so much around, um, you know, behaviors that let's say someone, you know, they, it can create a sense of, well, you know, secretly I... Um, watch hours and hours of Netflix or because people can spin it into so many different ways of things that they, they don't want to share with someone for fear of judgment. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's the judgment they're making on themselves. Exactly. Exactly. That they're projecting that other people will, you know, feel the same way. So there's like this paradox of believing that, you know, we can only show a certain part of ourselves uh, and, and sort of no more. Otherwise people aren't going to like us. Right. You know, or somehow we'll very, be less than. It will be know. less than, yeah. Yeah. Or we have to be a chameleon. 
you know, that keeps changing colors. It depends what the situation is. We become a different person all the time. I remember yeah. I had a um, very funny experience years ago. I, I was working for the Alberta Gymnastics Federation way back when in Alberta and Calgary. And I had this wonderful boss, um, Dixon Wood is his name. He's, and he's a great, great man and wonderful leader. Anyway, I was, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was in my early 20s or mid-20s. And and he knew I was pretty health conscious and all this. And he picked me up and we, I had to drive him to a meeting. Something happened. And we, I think he was in my car. And and he, he uh, in, <laughs> I had, there were two things that happened. One, I had, you know, it was the old, you know, I had a cassette player in the car. And I had oh ABBA in it. Okay. <laughs> and You're then dating I had, yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. But this was, and this was, Abba yeah. was old back then. So it was like really old that I was having it. And then he also noticed that I had A&W uh, containers from a burger or fries or, and a shake <laughs> or something in my back seat, like on the floor. And, and when I, I saw him looked at it and he said, oh my God, your face. And he was laughing his head off because it was the combination of hearing ABBA like Dancing Queen or something. And then <laughs> seeing my A&W things in the back. And I guess my face was like, oh, I've been like found out or something. <laughs> and he was, we were laughing like crazy, but it was, it was actually really funny where honestly, what was that about? Who cares? But it was, you know, I was, I think, I can't even remember how old I was, but I was in my mid, yeah, my mid twenties. But I was really like, oh my God, Dixon saw that I was listening to ABBA and eating A&W, which is really fine. You know, right? I don't know if I can continue to host the show. <laughs> I still like I ABBA it. to this day. I really do. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it. I still love A&W. And um, I do too. I do like A&W still. <laughs> Good repair. Um, you know, Hormone people- free. They just need <laughs> antibiotic free. It's it's funny, you know. He probably thought it was it was real. You were just being real, and we're just horrified when people yeah, discover yeah. how real he, we are. Well, he was my boss. I wanted him to think highly of me. Knew I was really active and fit and healthy, and I was like, oh, you know. And anyway, you were it was a quite funny. Secret ABBA A and W eater. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. On that note. I think I'll go get an A&W while we're on commercial break. (laughs) They just opened one up the street. Nice. Uh, We'll be back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com 
or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. And uh, here I'm Gord Riddell and I'm here with Alexia Georgiusis. And we're talking about embarrassing things. Uh, why not? I mean, I'll tell you about my father, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> was him coming home to find two of his sons uh, had found his condom collection. And I, we, had, we had thought that we didn't know what they were, obviously. And right. we thought they were balloons. We couldn't figure out why he was keeping them in his bedroom drawers. Uh, so we filled them with water and tied them up. And we're throwing them and lobbing them off the roof. When he came home, and oh he was just God. horrified. He was beyond I, horrified. I couldn't even imagine what was going through his head, but probably what are the neighbors going to think? Oh, that uh, is hilarious. How did you remember how later you guys what responded? Were. Pardon? How did, how did the boys respond? Well, <laughs> well, it was just my brother and I, and yeah. uh, uh, we found out what condoms were that night. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, That's that. a great story. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Um, you know, we we want people, and it's so important for us to be connected with people. Like we we, I think the pandemic really has shown that 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 mm-hmm. need for, whether it's at work or just our social social structures, our families, and so on. Yet, <clears throat> you know, we often just we keep people pushed away. We build like a wall around us. Yeah, you know, and I, and people feel that wall. They, oh, yes, very much so. They sense it. I wonder why they can't get closer. It, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think we totally underestimate what, what people uh, yeah. feel from us. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got a wall that is so perfect, like nobody can get past this. And nobody's even going to know that it's there. Here's the problem with that mm. wall. <clears throat> I do keep you out, but I'm also stuck in. I'm on the other side of that wall and I can't come out. Exactly. You know? So. We think that we have that flexibility, but that wall is really, really quite entrenched, uh, you know, in us. So it's, it's, it's just something to really consider that the wall that we put up actually is a self-imprisonment. Mm-hmm. That's a very you know? good point. That's a very good point because I think that very often, especially let's say if someone, um, not, not going back to the secrets, but let's say if there's some sort of discomfort with bringing up a conversation and and there's a resentment there, but there's also the acceptance that, well, there's no point in me actually bringing this up to this person. But then there's that feeling of, I'm still going to hold back a little bit from this person. And maybe this is a different situation, but it is, it does shut, you know, your, ourselves down, even though oh, yeah. we might be focused on keeping that person at bay, there's still a sense of uh, somehow being shut down. And, and not being able to be vulnerable, but but it is a fine line because we all know that that we have experienced times where it's not worth the effort to try to have the conversation when someone can't listen or there can't be 
a sense of reciprocity, right? Well, yeah, I think that that give and, give and take piece is is br- brutally important, you know. Yeah. But I think the other thing too is is that when trust becomes a little bit questionable, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, there are those people that that are, oh, I can do that for you, or I'll get this for you, and then they don't follow through. Yes. And then so then yes. after a little while they say, well, I can get it for you wholesale. You're like, yeah, sure you can. Right. We may not say it. <clears throat> excuse me, that way out loud, but we are thinking that. Yeah. So I think that once once someone, you know, there are those people that, that trust anybody and everybody implicitly from day one, you know, uh, which is dangerous. And then there are those who take forever, if they ever do, tr- trust anybody, you know. Yeah. So, you know, sort of when you, when you uh, – have lost your trust or someone's violated it in any, any way whatsoever, it's very hard to bring that back. Very and so hard. we're going to, we're going to moderate what we're going to say, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it because we're not trusting that that's going to be talked about or, you know, floated on Facebook or, you know, any of those. Things. Well, and I think that's a really good point of recognizing going back to the idea of being in flow Mm-hmm. And and that kind of feeling when there's lack of trust, there's a, a lack of safety and a feeling of safety. And so when we don't feel that, and I know that's how I've experienced is that there's, oh, no, there's really a, an interrupted uh, sense of being. It's very, it's not smooth. It's like a, a little bit of, you know, peace, you know, step here, shift there, but it's, it's not a, a smooth sort of, experience yeah absolutely absolutely and part of part of that is is because we don't want to confront it yes yes so we've got a couple of things going on here we've got sort of like someone who's done something or said something some our our trust and our safety has been been violated but at the same time we don't feel safe with our ability to do confrontation right yeah and and exactly and that's that's what i mean around going but recognizing you know is it is this a choice that's worth the confrontation? Because it's also around acceptance, that it, acceptance if it's the same old, you know, re- repeat of the same old conversation, right. then you're like, okay, I'm not going to, I just know, you know, that's when we can have agency over ourselves and say, oh, I know how I need to be around this person for myself. But it's right. not a sense of creative flow. Oh, God, no. No, no, not at all. Uh, whenever you move, you know, you start to move into power differentials or authority figures, then you can see, you know, how stilted the length, you know, your your ability to speak becomes. It's like, uh, 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 yeah. you know, develop yeah. a, you know, a, a speech impediment, uh, you know, right from the get-go. People right. don't do well with cops or judges or uh, priests, right. you know, all that. Well, and especially when it's like forced as you're, Guilty until proven innocent, right? Like, what are you doing over here? What do you think you were doing? What's up? You know, it's it's not a, oh, hi, how are you? What have you got in your pocket? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No? (laughs) What do you mean by that? Right, exactly. Uh, um, It's, yeah, that, that, um, that kind of interaction, you know, is, is really problematic. With, with people in authority yeah. just coming in and doing that. I'm really glad to see that there's a, a, a forward movement in, uh, and it's with the Gerstein Center. I really need to apply that in terms of they're creating a, a, a mental health referral system that it, w- it will be 
you know, go through 911, but rather than the police being the first responders to a mental health issue, they will be a responder. Really? That is yes. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, That's they've been trying fantastic. to do it with a mental health, so like a social worker and a cop. Uh, now it's actually, people are going to be able to be put right through to Gerstein. And that's uh, fantastic. So is that, is that, I'm I'm curious if that's related because I know that was a big, um, I shouldn't say I know, I've heard that that is a big piece around the um, defunding the police where funds could be used for issues where mental health is there to have the, the trained personnel that are not the police to be the ones that are involved or assessing to some extent. Do you know if that's related? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, people have, you know, well, no, let me back up on that. Cops have been, and I have the utmost respect for their jobs, you know, it's not about that, but they are being sent into areas that they're not trained in. Yes, you know, exactly. They're, they're trained in criminality and protection and yeah. so on. They're not trained in mental health. Or, you know, or drug-induced psychosis and stuff like that. Um, And they're the first people that end up responding, you know, and showing up. And they're they're feeling their way through a situation that, you know, if they act in the, you know, the least desirable way could turn then into a criminality. Exactly. You know, know, or, or some sort of aggressive violence or whatever. And, it, and you've created this horrible situation now because of not knowing exactly how to speak the right words. Well, and there is some, I mean, we know, I mean, let's, I don't think we'll get into it too much, but I, I do think there's accountability that needs to be, you know, there were lots of things that were, were not acknowledged by, I think, the police service to some extent, you know, around that training, that awareness, and Sometimes, you know, not great behavior, but everybody's human. And as you said, it's like if we're expecting people to be trained in everything, especially in that intensity and that sense right. of, of um, life or death situations, and then it, it becomes it's not fair to anybody, including the police well, officers, you know. No, because they're, they're in a position, too, of survival, their own yes, basic. And, and, yeah, you know, Absolutely. survival instinct has to take over as yeah. well. If it looks like, you know, someone could get, get hurt, yes. stabbed, shot, yes. whatever. Yes, totally, completely. Yeah, you know, so, you know, I'm really glad to hear that that's... Uh, that that's, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Good for yeah. them. Good for them. That, that's, a, that's a good one. But yeah, that whole thing of, you know, knowing how to talk to people, you know, some people are a little too direct. <laughs> well, and, and I think uh, it goes back to what, you know, you feel, because remember little children, animals, they pick up on the energy that they feel. And as we get older, I think that we just sort of suppress that or ignore our initial sense of someone, our intuition, and we rationalize it. And also, yeah, and when there's yeah. an immediacy where we're trained to, you know, respond now or, the, or faster is better. So for kids in school where, you know, who's got the right answer and, you know, you, you can't, you don't, there's never any time to wait and pause and actually consider or ponder. It's reactivity. So reactivity yeah. is celebrated. So the person who shoots their arm up the quickest is the one who was applauded. Even if what comes out of their mouths is nonsensical, <laughs> it's, 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 it's louder, you know, louder and bigger is what's celebrated rather than, wait a minute, look, what about someone who's actually taking their time and 
thinking about the question. So, so I think, you know, that ends up being part of this as well. Well, it, it does, because in conversations, we are rapidly going back and forth. You know, it's sort of like there's a certain speed in English that is, is, is expected almost, you know, yes. in our conversations. If it's a little, if the person is a little bit slower because they think about what they're going to say first, we're like, oh, my God, this is going to take all day, um, you know, and we, yeah. and we become impatient, one, yeah. of, one of the defenses that we have. Uh, but that really gets in the way quickly, you know, of being able to, to have, have any sort of a flow. If the problem with that is that because of the speed that we speak in English, and I know I speak quickly, is I'm actually halfway through your, your sentence, your first sentence, I have left your sentence and I'm now putting together my response to you. And I don't even hear the rest of the sentence because I've moved inside for, you know, if I'm outside listening to you, now I've moved inside to get my response read. And so we lose half the conversation. Yeah. You know, exactly. If someone asks us a question that we don't have to have, you know, a rapid fire, uh, uh, like instantaneous response back. You know, we can, well, sometimes depending on what it is, you want to think about it. If you're working in mental health, you want a little bit more, you know, rapid fire is is just a very threatening experience for a lot of people with mental health problems. Yeah. They feel that energy, you know. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So anger, anger. So, So ways that we keep people, you know, away from us and keep our secrets safe. How do you do it? (laughs) <laughs> there's like a list of things to do right impatience that's one of the ways we, we drive people away like what what do you want what do you want i'm busy you know mm-hmm. being busy that's another one mm-hmm. right there you know yeah. uh right now everybody's busy so oh yeah yeah uh anger mm-hmm. being angry angry looks on your face yeah like you know you're annoying me yeah. like the being teller prickly. say at the bank yeah like what do you want you know, right. kind of thing. Right. Uh, raising your voice, yelling. And that's yeah. about control. That's mm-hmm. about control. Mm-hmm. Is whoever's, can, you, know, loud, you know, get the louder and louder thinks that they're getting control of the situation. Yes. They're actually yes. losing control of the situation. Right. And, and they know that. Becoming, yeah, and, and also it, it can be, it's, I, I, it's really hard with loud, like, a, you know, loudness when people start bringing their voice up to sort of dominate a conversation or whatever it is. And, and as you said, control. Oh yeah. It's very much about being in control. You know, watch, watch a couple, you know, how it escalates. You know, mm-hmm. he said, she said, he said, she said, and that voice begins to get louder and louder yeah. as yeah. they, they try to, they think get, get back in control, tears, crying. You know, that's another one. If you are needing to say something to somebody and they start to cry, it, it just shuts you right down. Yep. 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 <laughs> it just shuts you right down. Exactly. And, you know, that, that was like, that was my mom, you know, my mom crying, you know, and just then a total shutdown. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, the people who want us to feel sorry for them. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, having a pity party. I love I that the one. pity party it becomes a little bit like a defensiveness where, you know, this is why or this is what's happened. And, and again, 
it ends up being a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, passive aggressive anger sideways comes out. It's an energy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and our body will not hold it right. uh, uh, inside. It can for a while, but we'll get really sick. Yeah. So we like slam things, um, yes. you know, bang the doors, the pots and pan, whatever. And then it's like, well, what's wrong? Nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Nothing. That, yeah. Why would you think nothing? anything's wrong? Yeah. Right. There seems to be something wrong. There's nothing wrong. Right. Or if you really love me, you would know what's wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are horrible, horrible. I things. remember having a conversation with a, a very good friend of mine um, who lives overseas and she it was years ago and she was really angry at her husband. And I said, well, what's happened? And she told me. And then I said, well, have you talked to him about it? And she said, no, he should know why I'm, why I'm upset. He's got to figure <laughs> it out. And so for three days, she wasn't talking to him because she said, he's got to figure it out. Yeah. And I thought he's, I said, he's not a mind reader. Like he can't read your mind. But for her, it was that sense of he should know. And we, we do that sometimes. We think, come on, this person, they know me. They should know why I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's very passive aggressive. Right. That, but, that the, but the secret safe is a little bit different, right? It's a, it's, it's a discomfort. And then I think it, what you were saying, it's that, is it, it, would you say it's like that, that soldier that's trying to figure out how to protect. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So it's kind of like the anger and all that is like the in the passive aggressive is like the, the gun being fired. You know, yeah. do not do not approach. You know, you're crossing over. Right, how about right. changing the subject? Oh, that's the worst. Deflecting. Yeah. 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 Oh, look at that over there. You know, shiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? You know, karma one, and then humor, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, humor is, is uh, that's mine. Mine's humor mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. Uh, to, to deal with most things, everything, or to turn the issue around on you. Oh, yeah. That's. And it now becomes all about you. But you know what? It's actually now all about the commercial we need to go to. We'll be yeah. back in two minutes. You're listening to things <laughs> worth considering. Perfect. <laughs> Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic healthcare, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we are talking tonight about communication and connections and sort of what interferes with those. Uh, you know, some people think that they, you know, they have this damn pat. They're giving an Oscar-winning performance <laughs> at their ability to, you know, to hide whatever it is they're, they're hiding, you know, whether it's feelings or they've just had a fight with somebody or, or whatever. And, you know, they, they believe that no one can see through their words or their behaviors. And the fact is that, you know, people really, anybody who even knows us or, or is the least bit empathic, we're totally readable. You know, yes. we're, we're not stone kind of thing, no. although we may think we are. <laughs> you know? Well, and I, I think too, Gord, that there's something here about, um, you know, in, in, when someone has, a, let's say, a secret that they're really depressed and they don't want anyone to know, that that it can also manifest as, humor and impatience and restlessness, all of that that's there. Because when they when they sort of drop into just being with whatever they're feeling, that it's it's too uncomfortable for oh, them. Absolutely. And and yeah. I, th- I I see that also in people where where it's it's just too hard to just be to just rest, to just be still. Well and, that's one. And, and the other one is to let it out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, you know, when we hold that secret energy inside, it actually gets bigger. Yes. You know, so we, yeah, we've got the guard there, but there's also just that whole thing of, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want people to know because they'll think less of me or, blah, you know, whatever. Um, that if we understand that, you know, like I would say 90% of the people who I have worked with in my lifetime, which is a lot of people, Mm-hmm. Just talking about it, they were already eighty percent there. Yeah, you know anything else was like a, an adjustment or whatever. We we put there's just so much energy involved in keeping it inside that we think that it's so big it's going to just destroy us. Yeah, and in yeah. fact, it comes out, and we're like, oh my god, it's like this sense of relief that comes in, and you know, then you know, a couple more talk throughs, you know, with a therapist or your best friend, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just talk about it, you know? That's that whole thing of that throat chakra, you know? It's about expelling. It comes out through the throat chakra. Yes, and, and I, think, I think talking about it, I think even, you know, um, using creativity with intention, so playing music with intention yep. or dancing or um, drawing, drawing or writing, writing. Where, you, where you're just intentionally moving it it's just, it's just imagining the energy that's there that's coming out and i think that also can be very healing you know because absolutely. everyone is a bit uh different some people don't like to talk you know they don't, oh no they don't no like absolutely talk, i right? agree i agree but they uh, still can get it out somehow it has to come out somehow yeah yeah you know otherwise i think that that backed up energy is the very thing that you know debilitates us to the point of Definitely. like getting you know physical problems in our bodies yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of like yelling in the in like at the park or at the lake or something. Just getting it out, whatever's there, just to yell that. it out. Pardon me. I heard about you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like phone calls yeah, about you. We down that- at the park again. She was down by the lake. Right. And it's it's actually interesting an experience to hear your own um, voice or your own uh, sound coming out of you. That's really loud. That we're because we're not used to doing that, right? We're not used to just sort of a big loud yell or scream of some sort, you know. You know, some very rude person the other day, <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of saying "pardon me," and she didn't understand what I said, right. went "what," like really, like short but loud. So I was so angry, and I and I was meeting up with a friend immediately afterwards, and I was like, I, "You wouldn't believe this woman," blah blah blah, and then I went. What? And I kind of yelled it really loud. And he's like, oh, oh. you know, he's like his parts ran up and everything. He was not expecting that. And I said, well, now you know what I went through. I was like, I was Oh, very empathic of you, right? All right. <laughs> Thank you for feeling so deeply for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's quite shocking to the nervous system. It's it's a very, uh, a sense of, of you know, fear that comes over. But again, that's why I, I personally am a fan of going alone or with them, if I'm with friends or whomever to, I warn them ahead of time and say, hey, we're in the woods now and I'm just going to let out a scream and it'll be like, oh, all right. And a bear does okay. yell in the woods. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but I think it's, this, it. it's that, it's cathartic and, and everyone has a yeah. different way of, of, it's like the, I think Martez, when she was on the show talking about, you know, how animals shake and shudder and, and throw That's off. Right. The, yeah. And and I think we also need to do this, just shake it off. Like you yeah, were yeah. just in homeopathy, what you experienced, Gord, could be uh, different types of remedy pictures because when someone's that sharp, you know, there are homeopathic remedies that would, it's as if you got stung, for example, by the woman who yeah. said that, you know, what? And one of the best remedies, I mean, I'm generalizing, it has to be individualized, is as a remedy of called scorpion. And it's like as if you've been stung by it's scorpion. Stung. It's like, oh, yeah. that sense. And, and the guy who proved the remedy, he said that often he would take that when he would visit New York. Really interesting. Yeah, he said. Yeah. He said because that's just the way people are in New York. There, there's just these. They're just there, and and, and you're in my said, way. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, they're just going to come out and use the stinger, and that's it, right? Interesting. I've yeah, never yeah. been to New York, yeah. but I think it's. I think I've heard that. You know. Oh, so, uh, I, I actually love it, but I I kind of yell back. So right. <laughs> <laughs> it's about keeping my throat chakra open. Very healthy. Very yeah, healthy. Very. Yes. Uh, you know what one of the biggest connector breakers is? Is when we personalize other people's feelings. How do you mean? Or, or behaviors. Well, personalizing would have been that that woman when she yelled, that woman. Uh, thank you, Bill Clinton. Right. Um, <laughs> Who might have been uh, having a terrible day. She could have been having a horrible day. Yeah. She just got a phone call that she's being evicted. She just, yeah. you know, like there's all kinds of possibilities. But what we do is, is that, you know, someone's acting badly or speaks badly is, oh, oh I wonder what I did. You know, why, why is he so quiet? I wonder, you know, you know, and it's kind of like, maybe they just want to be quiet. If you want to know, go ask them. Right. But exactly. we have a tendency to personalize other people's moods, maybe for another word, uh, as right. though we're the cause of it. Right. 
Right. You know, and that's, you know, if that's, if that's how you operate in the world, that you're the cause of everybody else's distress and bad moods, uh, you're not going to really want to connect with people at all. No, or then you're, you're, you're basically God walking around. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, it's there's no art. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no humility. <laughs> there's there's no humility around you know and 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 I think that and when little kids I think when little kids grow up sometimes with a lot of um, volatile you know a volatile upbringing that yeah. that it's easy to feel that sense of what did I do wrong you know what happened. Yes. But it, that's it's not a it's not a healthy way to live, right? It's not a healthy way to live. Absolutely, and that's that is an absolutely classic uh, uh, behavioral belief system that comes out of domestic violence. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had over the years women come to me and say, you know, sitting there with a black eye, and right. saying, "Can you teach me how not to piss off my husband?" And I'm like. Pardon? Yeah. You know, uh, because they have they have been taught, yeah. you know, through through the violence and through yelling and screaming and so on, that they are the problem. Right. You know, they make them angry. Right. Therefore, you know, so they believe it. They believe mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> then I get angry. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, I can't do that, you know, but I can tell you that you're not going to be staying there for very long, you right. know, especially if there's kids involved. You know, right. uh, but domestic violence is just horrible for this kind of thing. You know, oh, terrible, terrible. Person walks away with you know their self esteem so destroyed. Yeah, and it's uh, to the point where they actually believe that this jerk, you know, isn't the problem; that they're the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and and I really, think that's where, where where the awareness and therapies can come into play, where it's really shifting a sense of perspective and and changing the the narrative that's there. Absolutely. And being willing to to just say, "Hey, how do, uh, how can I look at this differently?" And yeah. and uh, I think that that's that takes a lot of courage. That's where courage lies. You know? Yeah, it, it really does. It really does. Yeah. You know, to be able to, you know, yeah, walk through that and confront it, and then also it's important that we look at our role in anything. Of course, Sometimes of course. We escalate yes. It, yes. You know, uh, it's it just what it, it, so much of this. It's just learned behavior. You know, but once we've personalized something, in other words, it's it's way down in our bellies, you know, that we're in, we're in trouble then. We're, we're in trouble because we, we believe it. So people can, you know, they can teach us and we, we tell people what to teach us uh, by how we act, um, that we will actually, you know, act bad, you know, or act, act against our own best interests because mm-hmm. we were taught that we're not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and there's a lot of that going on right now. I mean, there this is, is the whole thing that about going connection. on. I think that I think that there's a lot of exhaustion. There's a lot of weariness, and it's really important to stay. I mean, I I just posted on Instagram a thing about I found came across um, Rumi's one of Rumi's poems called you know Don't Go Back to Sleep, and it's it's so beautiful just those words to to realize that it's so important that we stay awake. And what does that mean? Yeah. And, and it takes it takes some effort, you know. It doesn't it mean it takes you have huge to, effort. Yeah, and and but sometimes there's ease in it. And what I love is there's also humor in it, and there's compassion in it. 
and there's also sadness and tears and anger, but then there's this joy and it, and it keeps, you know, blossoming, but it's, and I don't use that word with, you know, um, like a, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but it sounds so blossoming sounds so kind of grandiose. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Something (laughs) patronizing or I don't know what, but it's, 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 it's basically saying that, you know, that's, that is the being humanness, which is why I love Rumi's writing so much, you know, this being human, yeah. But, but, you know, as you said, Gord, we are in need and it's a human need to have connection and have flow and have creativity and yeah. and really to ourselves first and foremost. And then being able to say, OK, how do we step in differently and be the conscious adults that we need to be in this world that's unfolding still? How do you be yeah. a conscious adult? Yeah. Instead of being this reactive, you know, little kid. Yeah, because you can be an adult in an adult body, but you're not an adult inside. No, you know? no, no. Yeah, it's that difference between responding to the world and reacting to the world. You yeah. Know? And that when we respond, and that's, you know, Brene Brown talks about it from a place of, you know, vulnerability. There's in my response, there's an empathy and there's a vulnerability. But wherever there's, as she said, wherever there's vulnerability, there's shame. Mm-hmm. They show up together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure that's they a, do. That's a very powerful statement, you know, Yeah. to be vulnerable. So we want to, you know, really what we want to do is to have that clarity, to be able to ask ourselves, you know, what is it that you don't want to connect with people? Yeah. You know, and what, what, why the wall? Why the, you know, can you learn a way to be other than having all these defenses, you know? The other thing that happens here is that your beliefs about yourself become exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of being loved. I'm not worthy of having a good job. Or people just people are just mean-spirited people and they're not to be trusted. Right. Or I'm overly Where'd sensitive. You, learn that? you know, I'm overly yeah. sensitive. Like anything, any of those. Absolutely. All yeah. those messages that came to you uh, as a kid that you believed, right. you personalized, became right. a belief about yourself today. We can well, change those. We can. We can absolutely. And yeah. and getting into senses, you know, going into the senses, I think that is so powerful and in interrupting the thinking. It, it just is. It's been shown that yeah. it interrupts, it pauses the thinking, even if it's for a split second. And it can help it can help us suddenly tap into this spaciousness. Yeah. And and yeah. and it's it's that becomes, you know, what's real. Yeah. Yeah, like what's going on in your body right now, not what's going yeah. on inside of your head. Exactly, you know? exactly. So guess what? Let's talk about it next week. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of this. Deflecting, change the subject. Uh, <laughs> see how we, Nice how one, go. nice one. Thanks. Uh, so next Thursday at 8 o'clock, uh, please join Alex and myself. Uh, it is November the 11th, and that's a very special day. It is Remembrance Day in Canada, and it is Veterans Day in America. Same, same, uh, uh, you know, celebration for those that have fought uh, for our freedom today. Um, it also happens to be 1111, mm-hmm. which is a very mystical number that keeps popping up all the, all the time. So we're just going to have to take a look at that. So we'll be here next Thursday, 8 p.m. right here on Voice America on the Empowerment Channel. And have a great week. Good night, everyone. Good night. 
Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 